This is the podcast, Putting on a Coat of Colors. This podcast is a community storytelling project of Coat of Colors, a council of Cathedral of Hope, United Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast will make room for persons of color and their white allies who are both gay and straight to tell their joys and frustrations, to tell their sense of belonging and their sense of exclusion, to celebrate our uniqueness to the larger community and celebrate our commonalities, and to invite members of the larger community to join in this purpose. Thank you for listening. Now let's get started. In part two of the conversation between Darnell and the podcast producer Thomas, we discover why it is that Thomas and Cassandra wanted to be a part of a predominantly LGBTQIA plus church and how they got to Cathedral of Hope. They talk about how Tom came to be not only a participant in Code of Colors, but was also given the opportunity to contribute in meaningful ways. So uh, I do have a question. So you had said something about when you first came to church mm-hmm. and um, it was a big learning curve. So mm-hmm. tell me about your background in church. What do you, What is your experiences mm. before then? Okay. And why did this re- made you feel different? Okay. Um, okay. The, it, this could end up being a long story, so I'm going to try to... <laughs> I know how long the podcast needs to be. Um from from my from my college years, from back in the eighties, I had a, had a good friend. His name was was Mark, and he in you know and in nineteen eighty six nineteen eighty seven coming out was mm-hmm. was I mean it's always difficult. At that point, mm-hmm. we were at a Christian school, and he came out. He was immensely talented. Um, had, genuinely had a heart for God, had a heart for theology, was smart as a whip, and he came out, and. One came out to you. Or came, came out, out to, to a group of friends. Okay, a group of us, and it was literally from that point that I that I saw how unfair the church was being towards towards the LGBTQIA community. That they were excluded sometimes from sacrament. Mm-hmm. They were certainly excluded from getting married. Mm-hmm. They were certainly excluded from participating in leadership, being ordained. Mm-hmm. Okay, and in many cases, they were excluded from being Sunday school teachers. Right, right. And I saw that it. it I, I don't want to say I assaulted. I saw it, and I was like, "Oh well, I'm going to step up." And make, it hurt. It hurt me mm-hmm. because Mark and then all the people that I've met since then were, you know, it's like this is a child of God, and this is a child of God with gifts. Mm-hmm. This is a child of God that's been called. Mm-hmm. So. Why do we have a problem with this? And so my entire career, I have been an advocate in that regard. That I, so, you know, the first church I worked for, um, a person came out to me there, and apparently I was putting off a vibe that mm-hmm. said it was safe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, said, I want to be a Sunday school teacher, and I was like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. I want you to be a Sunday school teacher, but if you're out... 
And this person had to stay closeted in order to be a Sunday school teacher at the first church I worked at. Mm-hmm. So in every place that I went, I was always kind of pushing the envelope. And I was, particularly because I was in youth ministry all this time, um, I was sensitive to kids that maybe were somewhere on the spectrum. As, mm-hmm. as, the, you know, as the years went by, um, there was more room, a little bit more and more and more room being made for kids to come out. And, and I wanted to make the place youth group that that I was help lead, helping lead mm-hmm. be a safe place that they could go. Okay. Um, was that with church approval or you were just doing this? Yes and edgy? no. You were, yes and no. Okay. Yeah, sometimes it was, sometimes it wasn't. An interview that I had for a church in Houston, that was a direct question asked of me. And I was like, this is going to be a safe place for gay kids. To which the person said, that's the right answer. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Okay. Right? It was a very metropolitan church, okay. so it was really great. Um, but I have been fired three times. Wow. I've Or been asked to leave gently. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been let go three times because I was supportive of, of, of gay kids That's in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, coming to Cathedral of Hope, again, a church that I chose for the first time, I chose a church. And Cassandra and I, that's a whole different story of how we came to decide that Cathedral of Hope was where we wanted to go. How, um, did, you, how did you find it, first of all? Okay, well, I'll circle back around to that. Okay. Okay, so coming to Cathedral of Hope, and, and I'll admit this, and it's it's but it's not an easy thing for me to admit. I had been in the fight. I had been in the conversation and in the, in the battle um, for making room for... for for LGBTQIA people to get married. I've been in the fight. I've really been in the fight for ordination. You know, I'd gone to the meetings and I'd been gone to the protests and I'd spoken out. I'd done that a bunch. Um, when it came time for us to go to a church that I wasn't hired by, that I just got to pick the church, I, you know, I knew, and I knew my soul would be unsettled if it was a church that wasn't not just affirming, but welcoming and open. Mm-hmm. I knew that if it wasn't that my soul would get stirred up, that I would, you know, and I was tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I was just tired. And I wanted to go to a place where that wasn't an issue. I wanted to go to a place where, and what I found out in coming to Cathedral of Hope, is I found people who were um, who, who were coming from, I mean, they'd been kicked out of every decent church on the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. They've been kicked out of every every Christian tribe and every and, and outside that. Mm-hmm. And I found a place where that was a level of acceptance. I found a place where where um, trans people could just be. Mm-hmm. And I was, and again, I you know there were other churches we could have looked at and gone to, and they would say that they were affirming, but were they open and welcoming? Were they were they purposefully? inviting you know all manner of people in and the answer was in most of my experience no it's okay darnell gay person you can come to our church if you want to mm-hmm. not we really desire to have you here and here are some ways that you can live out your 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 faith you know and we want you to teach sunday school we want you to 
to help with the sacraments. We want you to, you know, to do all the things, not the things that we think you should do. Mm-hmm. And I was tired of fighting that battle. I fought it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of want to go to a place where I didn't have to do that anymore, where it would just be. And so here we are. Here we are. Okay. <laughs> so here we are. Cass came to, circling around, Cass came, she visited this church. Her friend, well, her friend John Arney, who plays in the orchestra. Okay. They used to work together. John invited her to the church. She came to it. She came to visit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was her introduction. My introduction was I had always heard about this church. I'd heard about their work and about what they did, and it was always very kind of appealing. So I said, you know, this will be a place I'd like to visit. I'd like to go and try this out, mm-hmm. right? And she says, well, I've been there. It's really, you know, it's really cool. So we came together, you know, mm-hmm. on a Sunday, and that was it. Right. It was, and we didn't even meet you. If we'd met you, it would have been a real done deal. <laughs> but we just came, you know, and we were like, this is so beautiful yeah i mean you know the orchestra is great the the way that they do liturgy the way that they do the service is really really great those all things would have been you know really nice but there are churches that do that Mm -hmm. and they're not what cathedral is right okay so Mm -hmm. and there are churches that don't you know that have uh, an old grandma playing the organ (laughs) right and they stumble through the worship service but if it's open and affirming and welcoming Mm -hmm. that would have been the thing that would have made it work for me so so yeah that's how we got here and literally we visited one time and we were talking about going to check out other places we were done you were done yeah we were done after the first time yeah i do remember seeing you before i met you and cassandra yeah uh, that and what I what struck me about you guys, y'all both were just smiling, and it was just, it was it was so. You know how some people just smile there because they don't know what to do with themselves, <laughs> but you were, you guys were just beaming, just oh. and it's like it was that like a happiness that I I thought that was beautiful. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I, I mean, we are adorable. Yeah, you are, and, and, and humble. humble, and humble, right. <laughs> adorable and humble. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so since you, I mean, it's funny that, you know, come to the church, you know, and then just call it, it you and Cassandra just kind of immersed yourselves. I mean, yeah. you, you started with the color code, I mean, doing things with code of colors yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. And, yeah. And how was that experience? Because you, you, at that time, you were probably one of the only white straight <laughs> a person that joined our, our group um well when i i think we, we still had, when we were coming first showing up and then when we first joined um we were still having paper bulletins mm-hmm. and there was this little box about code of colors mm-hmm. okay god's honest truth i said that looks like something you could do to, uh, yeah, to her. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. And my and my thought wasn't because I don't... It wasn't because I don't want to. It was because, you know, I, I was at least somewhat aware that people of color needed a space. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to intrude on that space. Oh, here's the dorky husband that's come along, right? Mm-hmm. Did I mention that I was a dork? <laughs> um, that... So it was like this is your space to go and 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 have that space. You're yeah. in white spaces all the live long day, mm-hmm. and then you come home to your dork. Okay, 
So this is, and so that was kind of my sense was that this is your space. Um, it was Roger Poindexter who said, you know, you can come if you want to. And again, I had that same mindset of, you know, this is your space, this is whatever. But the problem was, is I met Ron and, and Angelito. I met you. I met um, Philippa. Philippa. And, and I started, you know, meeting people. And uh, it just was like, well, those are my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I was already serving as, a, as an elbow. Mm-hmm. I was always, it'll be really funny to, I mean, the person who doesn't know our church come me to say I'm an Elmo. Um, <laughs> that was already doing Bach. And I was uh-huh. I was starting to do uh, recording for the podcast for the, mm-hmm. for the devo- daily devotional. I'd already found some places to work in, right? But Cass introduced me to you and to, to, you know, to everyone else in the church and be people that, with whom she had become friends. And I was like, these are my friends. Why wouldn't I go? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. I attend things? So, yeah. So that's how I kind of ended up there. Did you feel welcomed? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, to a large degree, more so there than in other places at the cathedral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I can only speak for me, but I heard, you know, in the last podcast with the the three allies, you know, mm-hmm. there was this sense of, oh, I better not, you know, I'm not going to be a leader. I'm just going to be a doer. I'm just going to be a helper. I'm just going to write that. And I wasn't just welcomed to be a part of things. I was welcomed to help lead. I was right. help, welcomed to help do things. Yeah. So. Why don't you tell us the three people so that, I mean, so people can listen to that podcast as well. Okay. Okay. Well, that was Roger, Pamela, and Pat. Okay. Yeah, love those people. Yeah, yeah, and that was not, that was our last set of, of podcasts that we did. Okay, and, and they talked about how you know, well, we feel welcome. This is a place that I naturally gravitate to, but I don't want to assume too much. I don't want to do too much. Whatever, I'm mm-hmm. just going to be the person. I'm going to be the helper, mm-hmm. right? So, and 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 that's kind of where I was. Okay, um, and then this podcast project came up. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just oh that's you know, that that might be something. It was how can we enable you? How can mm-hmm. we help you do this? How can we help you set this up? You yeah. know. And so I remember that meeting well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was sitting in this room. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I remember when we was talking, and your your face, you were shocked that we were so, you know, thrilled about you doing this. And you you're like you were like you I don't you said really so many times. Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was funny. funny. There, there was the sense, I mean, also, that I have been, because churches paid me to come and work there, mm-hmm. I've naturally been, you're the leader, you're the person in charge, you're the thing. And so a lot of my of my um, participation at, at Cathedral of Hope has been from that point of view of, I just want to be a helper. Mm-hmm. That I I've done enough leading. I've done enough. I've coached the softball team. I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've led the group, the the adult Bible study group. I've done all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of want to again. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I just kind of want to sit back and 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 be a you know and be a thing. 
be a person <laughs> that does a thing. And look at, look at you now. And, uh, yeah. Mm, well, How did that work out for you? Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. The jury's still out. Um, and, I, and I still get asked to do, you know, to, to do things that are more in kind of a leadership thing. And I'm still kind of going, no. Like, is that with the church in general or with the color, code the, colors? The church in general. Okay. Yeah, the mm-hmm. church in general. Um, you know, I'm writing devotionals. That was a surprise mm-hmm. to me. Like, I mean, the way that Andrea just, Pastor Andrea just asked, do you want to write? And I was like, yeah, I actually kind of do. <laughs> like, I think I can, I can help with this, right? Okay. And that was kind of a surprise to me. Um, with this, you know, I just had a project that I needed to complete for a, mm-hmm. for a certification and, and, you know, I just kind of asked, would it be okay? Is it all right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like, and again, I was just so welcomed, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, this would be great. We can, maybe we can do something. Maybe people will learn things. So and here mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. you know, Darnell and Tom in my office talking right. about what happened a year or a year and a half ago. It has been that long. It has, yeah, it's been about a year. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to this edition of Putting on a Coat of Colors. This podcast is a community storytelling project of Coat of Colors, a Council of Cathedral of Hope, United Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. Cathedral of Hope is the largest predominantly LGBTQIA congregation in the world. Our church has a strong community presence and global reach through its online ministry. We self-identify as a church that is progressive, inclusive, and social justice-minded. You can find out more about Cathedral of Hope at www.cathedralofhope.com. In the mission statement of Code of Colors, we assert that, through faith, hope, and love, Code of Colors is a council for all people that seeks to decrease the cultural divide and increase a multicultural presence in the church and the community. You can find out more about the outreach programs of this group by searching Code of Colors on Facebook. That's spelled C-O-L-O-U-R-S. And request to join the group.